We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nechami, founder of Carmala Cosmetics, a company that produces high-performance natural beauty products and is dedicated to uniting and empowering women through the power of color. This is We Are Women, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast came about as a way to give a voice to all women because we all have stories to share. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of bread and get comfortable. Every night is ladies' night, and we are women. This podcast episode is brought to you by Uplevel, the app that's redesigning the world for women. Head over to uplevel.com, that's U-P-L-E-V-Y-L.com, to join the Uplevel network and learn how to accelerate your life professionally, personally, and financially. Apply now and get access to highly curated, female-focused, and ad-free content. Membership required. Download the Uplevel app on the App Store today. I am so excited to have Natalie Mills on the show today. Natalie is the CEO of Natalie Mills Jewelry and Accessories fashion brand, celebrity stylist, and South African immigrant living the American dream. During this episode, Natalie shared her journey and how her childhood impacted her entrepreneurial career. She also spoke about the important question to ask yourself, as an adult, how to let your childhood self help you and guide you to make decisions to grow. Natalie also spoke about the American dream, how she built up her brand from the bottom up and challenges she's been through and still goes through on a daily basis. Natalie spoke about how the desire that you have within is really going to drive you past the times that you want to give up and shared super helpful tips to truly grow in your career or entrepreneurial journey. She spoke about utilizing your time to the utmost and how vision boards really impacted her life and how to use manifestation to truly achieve your goals. I am so excited for you to listen to this episode. It is packed with such valuable content and I can't wait for you to learn a lot and be inspired. Oh gosh, I was a firecracker. Let me tell you something. I was a firecracker and I would argue that I was the naughtiest child in the neighborhood. I just had so much free will and so much spirit in me and so much creativity in me. And, you know, we used to live in a home and I was literally not allowed (laughs) around the whole neighborhood because I was just so mischievous, you know, full of wonder. And that's where I really started, you know, designing was at seven and eight years old. I went with my family to vacations. I would collect seashells, put nail polish on them, and then I would kind of sell them to the neighborhood. So you've got this mischievous, naughty little girl running around. I had very curly hair and I had freckles and they used to call me Miss Annie, you know, the movie Annie. (laughs) So here comes Annie with the seashells and selling it to the neighborhood. But I was always busy always busy doing something filled with wonder. But, you know, from a young age, understanding if you make something pretty, you can make money out of it. So I'd say that was the really, really young Natalie. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love that that you started at such a young age. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what cements you, right? And I think we should carry that young Natalie with you through our whole life, you know, whenever we feel like we are 
you know, the mud and the dust and everything kind of covers us. And you always got to get back. Well, who was that young Mackie? So it's such a beautiful question. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's so true, by the way, about like your inner child getting back to like your childhood self as yeah. an adult, because we forget, like, as you said, as, as we evolve and grow, things from the extra outside world come into our conscious mind, then subconscious mind, and then it blocks things. But if we could always get back to that um, inner child, really, and childhood self, that that could make us really accomplish things that we that we couldn't have otherwise. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's what cements us with who we are today. You know, I think a lot of times we go to, you know, if you are going to seek mental health and you've got some issues, you can go to a psychologist and what do they want to know? What your childhood is? And a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to go sit and talk about my childhood. But you have to because that those those situations, that trauma, that upbringing, the, you know, your mom is your role model completely defines your life. So it's really going back to that and coming forward. So you are young Natalie you know, at seven, eight years old, um, when I was in 12th grade, I was actually supplying my whole school with stationery. Um, I used to go off school and get my mom to fetch me and take me to a local supermarket. And I used to go buy all the pens and pencils um, and then have my markup. And I make such a good markup. And again, sell that to my schools. And that was in, um, you know, 12th grade. Uh, so again, you know, from very young, seven, eight, me through to where I kind of am today. Wow. I love that. I love that. So, so how did you get into developing your own, your own brand? How did that happen? So where it really started from me was I've always been known as the bling queen. And that's why, you know, the young Naki, you'd always see her with some big belt filled with crystals, big earrings, you know, big bracelets or, um, and what really happened was, you know, leaving school, I wasn't, you know, I didn't have that disposable income that I kind of wished I had. So I would always go to little markets where jewelry would kind of fall apart or break into pieces. And I really thought to myself, I wouldn't mind spending a little bit extra if this would last me a little bit longer. So I went to, um, that's when I kind of see, saw that there was a little bit of a gap in the market. Um, and, you know, being that on my back burner, being that on my dreams, but still having to work, you know, to provide for myself at that stage, I was looking after my whole family. Really, it was in 2012 that I said, right, it's time to take the dive and it's time to actually start my own business. And that's when I kind of was really researching that gap of high quality, fashionable jewelry, but that was affordable and that wouldn't break. And I think that was, you know, the start of, uh, you know, where the brand grew. Wow. Wow. So, you know, people know you as, you know, Natalie Mills, who has this great line and, and very popular. And my question is, though, what are some challenges that, that, that you've been through to get you to where you are today, because, you know, I, it's funny because people forget, people forget it. They just see the glamour, the glitz and glamour, and they forget that there was a lot going on behind the scenes. There always is. And that's why I kind of encourage people don't compare yourself because you can't compare yourself to something of which you do not know. We always see that end result, that last final Instagram picture where everything yeah. is absolutely perfect. But before that, you know, I had a lot of challenges growing up, you know, quite a lot of trauma in my life. I had a very horrific uh, moment of crime where I was, you know, driving home with my mom one day. And I said to my mom, these people behind me are following us. And my mom said, Nats, just drive, just drive. And I said, okay, I'm going to drive. And there was a whole bunch of people in a car behind us. And as I pulled into my driveway, 
I saw them kind of come up behind us. Now, this was in South Africa. So I quickly put the gear lock. Remember the old days with the gear lock where you had to put it in and um, kind of close lock the gear in? And I did that. And as I did that, they jumped out the car. And it was a whole bunch of them. And um, I ran outside the one side of my car. My mom ran out the other side. And they said, give me your keys. Give me your keys. And I had my car keys in my hand. And I was, you know, shaking so much to try and, you know, get the keys that they were kind of bouncing around. And they started getting frustrated with me. And he put a gun to my head. Um, give me your keys. And what happened was the guy next to him said, and I excuse my language, just shoot the bitch. And what happened was they pulled the trigger and all the, you know, my angels and my Jesus above protected me with that. And it was kind of those moments and that trauma that made me define who I was. And at that stage, I realized you cannot let anybody take that power over you. Because after that, I didn't want to drive again. I didn't want to be on the road again. And it was a very early message that I learned at a very young age. Don't give people that power over you. Have that power and keep it to yourself. But I mean, with the journey of any entrepreneurial, you know, journey that you go through, get entrepreneurial, starting a new position, life's filled with absolute challenges. You know, there are so many no's before you get a yes. There are so many prototypes before you find the right product. There are so many doors closed before that one door opens. So, those are the challenges we still face every day. You know, we still find ourselves being quite a good and established brand, but sometimes the big people that we really want to kind of get into, we're not there yet. So we still kind of find those challenges. But I think it's all about that desire that you've got to have within you that is going to drive you right through and right past those times where you really want to give up. It's how badly do you want it? And what I often say to people is that if you feel this is going to be easy, you might as well just stop right now because you're going to have already failed. So, yeah, we have lots of challenges behind the scenes, but our desire far outweighs it to let it stop us in our tracks. Absolutely. It, it's your why, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I, you know, kind of what I always explain is I see, you know, I see starting any business as having two foundations. The very first foundation is going to be your why. You know, why are you doing this? Why is it driving you? Why is it important to you? And then the second foundation would really be the, um, you know, the logistical side of the business or logistical side of any project you want to take on. Have you got the right products on hand? Do you have the right operations? But if that bottom why is not truly established, no matter how solid your next why foundation is, it's on rocky grounds. It absolutely is. So that's what drives us when those rocky grounds happen is the why that we have to, to carry on and to spread our message. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you because it's, it's those hard times during those hard times. If you don't have a why you're just going to give up. And so many people do, right? And that's what makes it so sad. Because yeah. it's kind of like when you get through the next hurdle, you feel so much stronger. So when the next one comes, you're so much stronger and so much more equipped to deal with that. So absolutely. I mean, that's what happens. People just kind of want to give up because that yeah. why is not strong enough. Right. It's it's funny because before I launched my brand, I I never used to understand why people, I, I, they, I, I would hear from people like, oh, I wish I could do that. Or I wish I could launch my own business, but I just don't have the energy for it. Or I just don't have the, you know whatever it is. And I always used to think like, 
you're like, not to be rude, but kind of like, you're so lazy, just do it. If you really want to do it. And then when, after I launched and once I was actually like a business owner, I'm like, this is literally why they haven't done it because you need to really want it so badly or else there's literally no point. One one thousand percent, I agree with you. And you know, kind of people always look to me and they say, "Well, Matty, you know, how do you do it?" I'm not a miracle worker. <laughs> In fact, sometimes I think the cards are always so much stacked against me because I've got the worst luck. But I work so much harder, and I knock so much longer, and we, you know, strategize so much more that it brings that luck. You know, like yeah. the hard the harder I work, the luckier I get. But we don't have that kind of luck, and you, it's so true. They want to be in that position but they're just not willing to do what it takes to get there. And you, it doesn't, there's no shortcuts. Right. Right. And you know what? It, it's fine. Also, like if people, if people, you know, can't do it or don't want to, that's totally fine. No judgment here. It's just that, I mean, I did judge at one point and then I realized that I, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's about priorities in life. And, you know, some people that, that that's not a priority and that's totally fine. So I just want to put that out there that I'm, there's no judgment here, but we're just saying, <laughs> um, yeah. Also, you've been you've been featured in some really cool places, and you have had celebrities wearing your products. Yes. Um, could you talk about like how how you did that? How like you're, I'm assuming that networking comes into play here. So if we could talk about networking. Some tips you yeah. have. You know what it is. It's all about having the right product. I think we have to get the romance scene around. You know what what you know, what we feel the market is going to receive and what they're going to receive. And that's where it takes resilience because some products work and some products don't. And we just happen to have the most incredible designs that we have created to enable celebrities to look like they have got the real deal, diamonds, jewels, gold, but we've made it in fashion costume jewelry. So they want the look, but they a lot of the celebrities don't want to have the entourage of security. They don't want to have the insurance policies to have to deal with. So they really, that's where we kind of found a really good gap of, you know, the designs that we do on the fine design skill work, but we're adopting that in a fashion you know, a fashionable element. So again, it's just about having a really good product is what's going to get you noticed as well. Well, that's, that's true for sure. You need a great product, but my question is, you know, just to give people some tangible ideas for networking and reaching people who you want to reach. Do you have any like tips for that? So I think the great idea is to, you know, hire a PR firm, but make sure the PR firm is in your kind of avenue and what you're doing, because there's just so much different PR there is out there. Get a good PR firm, but you have got to be always on and, you know, have a look at the networking parties that you've got that you can kind of attend to. Trade shows as well are excellent places. You know, find out where your brand would fit or where your product would fit with which trade show. Go visit them. And you know what? Don't be shy to reach out to editors. You know, a lot of platforms, website platforms, publications, newspapers, they need content. And I think we get so scared of oh, we're going to reach out. Whereas, you know, people need us. That's why you were given this gift of your idea. And don't be scared or don't feel intimidated to share it. But, you know, the passion that you've got to have has got to completely overwhelm anything else. Because if you're not passionate about it and you're not feeling it, you can't expect anybody else to. 100%. And I love what you just said, by the way, about the editors that they need you because yeah. I, I tell my clients, it's the same thing. And I've got them published like that, reaching out to editors and journalists and whatever, because at the end of the day, they need content to publish. So if you think of it as, you know, instead of thinking, oh, they're doing me a favor, which of course they are. And, you know, in a yeah. way, but 
but think of it as, as the value that you have to contribute to them. Um, that's, that's going to get you places, you know, it's not always, I, it's a mindset shift. It's about the value that, that you're giving over. And I think it's also having that emotional intelligence. So when you are kind of pitching it out there, how would you want to be in the receiving how would you receive it? So when you write, write it with your, or when you're doing your pictures, doing it with your looking mind, but feeling of if I was an editor or if I was receiving this, how would I want to receive it? Um, you know, and really highlight what are the most amazing things about your product? What makes you different? Storytell, right? It's all yeah. about brand. Brand is all about story. People buying to story. So that's also just so important when you want to pitch it out to editors. Be creative. You've got to be so creative to make sure you stand out and you're not kind of left on the pile. Exactly. Yeah. It's a creativity. And most people, I, I believe in like most female entrepreneurs who's kind of, you know, listening to this, you're creatives, you know, you're all creative. So, so use your creativity. Yeah, absolutely. Don't be shy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I love how one of the topics that, that we, you know, that, that you mentioned is women empowerment, how to be a top 1% women entrepreneur. Hmm. So could you talk about that for a little bit? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, well, you know, so kind of where it started was, you know, I never had any tertiary education. So I'm completely self-taught and street smart. But where I was very blessed, and I think I kind of blessed myself in a lot of ways here, is when I did leave school, I actually wrote a letter to one of the top agencies in South Africa. And I wrote a letter to the managing director directly to him. And I said, I want to study advertising, but I want to work for your company. And he reached back out to me. I think he thought this girl has got such sass. Anyway, I didn't even know how to type a document, but I went into an interview and I said, I know exactly how to type. I know exactly how to do this. And they gave me such an incredible opportunity. And I managed to get to, this was one of my very first bosses in my in my entrepreneurial, in my career. And I was just an absolute sponge. To this day, we have got the most incredible relationship. But during all of those processes, I became such a sponge. I wouldn't just write a document. I would absorb it and breathe it in. I would learn how do they do that and how does he do that and you know really not just do things but be so present and I did that through my whole career of all the most incredible you know mentors that I've had and that really put me in such a good standing but I think you know having experience from seven years old selling jewelry and 12 years old selling stationery to the school I was pretty well equipped but one of the most incredible achievements that I've received was the Einstein green card and that is from the U.S. government so it's been recognized as being top 1% globally for business. So that was one of the huge, incredible things. But, you know, I just encourage us all, you know, if you've got half an hour of doing something, do it properly. You know, if you are in a job or in a position, you've got eight hours there. Use those eight hours you know, fulfill them because you're going to leave, you're going to get there at eight and you're going to leave at five. And it's how you spend that time that's going to cement your mind and that's going to change who you are. So, yeah, that's kind of like a bit of the long and the short of where it, where it is. But, you know, going into, you know, my, my first business and then my second business, really diving head deep, you've got to be, you've got to have so much confidence, even though you might not feel you have it, you've got to put it on, always be on, but really absorb, you know, even when I have my meetings today, I always ask a thousand questions because I like to understand things. I really want to understand from A to Z about what this is so I can really absorb it and, and work with it best as what I can. 
For sure. Those are such great tips. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I love that you said about um, absorbing things because, you know, very often we just like, we're there, but we're present, but we're not present. You know what I mean? So so that, that tip that you just gave about absorbing things that can literally be the shift in your career and your business and whatever it is, when we really take the time to focus, like, it's like, you you know, that book that's called um, flow, idea flow. Okay. So it's kind of like, like when you're really like, so in the moment and in the zone of whatever you're doing, that almost nothing else is happening around you. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, like, you know, when you're working on, let's say it's a business idea or marketing idea, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, like, you just like, are like, wait, wait, what, what's happening? Like, where am I? It's kind of like that, you know, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like after an hour. And I mean, in a way, it's kind of like what you're saying that you really just let things absorb. And, and that is, that's a really, because these days we're so distracted. There are things happening all around us. So when you really focus on what you're doing and what you're trying to learn and accomplish, like that can be so powerful. And you know, the thing is, we're all going to get at 5 p.m. So what I mean by that is at 5 p.m., you can either not have learned anything. You could either just do it or dwaddle through that time. You could just, or you could have absolutely learned, give it your best, do your all, and be a completely different person at 5 p.m. Because it's your choice how you how you want to spend that time. And it's your choice what you're going to do with that time, how I can better you as a person. So we're all going to get a 5 p.m., but, but who are you at 5 p.m.? That's kind of where I'm getting at. And 1,000%, it's about being awake. And you know what? Sometimes the best ideas come to you there. Yeah. You know, sometimes the feelings come like, I'm doing something I really don't want to enjoy. You know, then why are you doing it? Do you know what I mean? Or like, wow, I think that this can really change. But that's all about being, you know, awake and realizing what's going on around you. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I love that. No, absolutely. So I know that you are a fan of the power of manifestation. I have to also be, I love it. Um, I'd love to hear your, your experience with that. Well, I kind of believe, you know, um, you've manifestation to me is as similar as goals, right? You've got to have goals. You've got to have visions. You've got to have dreams. You've got to have where you want to be in life. Let me tell you something. I do a lot of vision boards. I absolutely love vision boards. And the way that I do them is I kind of get newspapers and papers that are kind of around my home. And I kind of just, you know, close my eyes and open on a page. And I feel like that's where there's a message and I'll cut it out and I'll put it on a board. If I show you the boards today of what I've done and how much of it has come to pass, it's absolutely incredible. It's really about having those, you know, having that goal and those dreams for your life. But I always put it into into perspective that if it's meant. So I'm not a manifest, I don't manifest, you know, you know, we look at the universe and I know to me, the Lord Jesus created the universe, God created the universe. So when I look at the manifestation and the dreams that I want, if it is meant to be, then it will come to pass. Too many times we put our life on a dream and it's just not good for you. And no matter how it's not coming to pass, you're not seeing it's just not meant to be. So with the manifestation, it's about releasing it, knowing that if it's if it's good for you, it will come. But also releasing if it if it's not good for you, it's not going to come. But I mean, everything from my American dream is on my vision board. I've got photos that I was in South Africa 
on the front of a building that I kind of cut my body out and I put it in the front of a building to five years later, I'm literally in front of that building. I've got, it's just so surreal. But one thing was very interesting I learned about manifestation is that when you put an idea into your brain, subconsciously, the mind starts putting into actions everything that it needs to do to try and get to that end point. So it, there's just so much purpose and there's so much science around manifestation that uh, the mind starts doing actions to see how do I get to that place that I want to get to. Yes, I love that. And that was like one of the best explanations that I've heard. And I think that our, our listeners are going to really appreciate that because I, I've i spoken with people who are very against the idea of manifestation because they don't understand what it actually means. They think it's like that magical, you know, like old fashioned manifestation idea of you just sit there and meditate. And then you're like, this is what I want. God, universe, please send it. And it's going to come. And then it just comes. And that's not how it works. You have no. to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want a lotto, but if I don't get the ticket, I'm not going to get the lotto, right? <laughs> no, it's, you know, and yeah, you're a thousand percent right. It's about, you know, but it's about putting into action. Yes. What would happen. And that's where I talk about the brain, how we start putting into action these things to do to get to that final endpoint. Like I can't wish for an American dream, but I live in South Africa and I'm not getting on an airplane to come here. That doesn't make sense. I've got to take the risk. I've got to get in the airplane. I've got to get into this country, this beautiful country to make that come to life, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 I love it. Totally. Wow. So our brand is, is focused on female empowerment, which I love that you've, we've already been touching on some of those, those yeah. ideas. Um, and I know that, that you're a fan of that, you know, dialing into your superpowers, like as women. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Well, I think you, woman empowerment is a catalyst to growth. It absolutely is. And what I believe woman empowerment is, is empowering each other. Let's stop judging. Let's stop fighting. Let's stop criticizing. Stop ridiculing. Let us let us empower each other so that we can empower ourselves. Let's help each other find what our gifts are. Help each other kind of magnify those gifts. Encourage each other. Work together. But, you know, women empowerment starts with you. You know, it starts with an individual first. And that is where it takes to kind of be centered. And that's where we spoke about earlier. You know, throughout your life, you start getting a lot of dust. I call it a lot of dust on you and a lot of negativity. Oh, that's going to break you down. And then before you know it, you're absolutely buried, you know, yeah. you're buried. So it's that taking that center, that moment and saying, this is what I want out of my life. I'm going to remove the dust. I'm going to take everything off of me. I'm going to go back to that young child. Never lose your wonder is what I always say and figure out who I am. I'm going to get my strength back and I'm going to empower myself to make a difference. And then when I get to that point, I'm able to empower others and share my story. Well, this is where I was. This is where I'm at. And you too can do that. So that's why I look at my story of inspiring others to say, I've been there. I've been there too. But I didn't let that define me and neither can you. It just takes a choice. It takes just a choice. For sure. Is that how you, how you got through those hard times when you were struggling because you had that mindset? Is that what you, is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, 
absolutely. It's kind of that burning desire that I've got in myself for my why, you know, who I want to be. And one of my biggest whys is to inspire others, you know, to let people see that that was my story. But look at where I am today and look where I continue to go. I'm a work in progress. I'm still going to evolve and I'm still going to change. And there's still going to be lots of challenges ahead of me. But absolutely, you know, when I, I often say if I'm tired, I must rest. And then I rest and then I realize, what is my why? Why am I doing this? I say to myself, and my goodness, I get back up and I carry on fighting. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how to give up. But absolutely, that's that's kind of what I was saying is center yourself and figure out why you're doing it. This is why it's so important that no matter what mission or no matter what business you want to start or what you are doing, you have got to have that passion. Let me tell you something. If you want to start something and you're so mediocre about it and you're a little bit unsure about it and you're not feeling that fire in your belly and you don't get the goosebumps when you get a good call, you need to ask yourself, how are you going to handle the bad days if this is how you're feeling when you're kind of starting out? So you have to be honest with yourself in those moments because if you don't have that, it's not going to it's not going to keep you going. It's just yeah. not. It's true. It's so true. Um, yeah, and I've seen that. I've I, as as you're talking, I'm thinking about people in my life and even times where I have felt you know those hard days, and I'm just like, no, no, no we have to get back up. You know. Yeah. Because I, I think that as a business owner, we do have our ups and downs, you know? So there are going to be some days that you're not feeling the passion. And it's kind of like what you said, like when you're tired, rest. And that, that, that's when you know you have to like take a step back and take care of yourself and then come back strong mm. and passionate. And absolutely. And when I say rest, I'm not meaning a physical nap, although that's rest. <laughs> have that too, you know, go rest, go for sleep. But what I'm meaning is just clear the brain for a moment. Yeah, yeah. So take the thoughts out, take the worry. Just try and like wipe the brain clean, wipe the emotions clean and try and center yourself again. That's what I'm saying because you need that because you, you'll you only be able to spring back up if you have taken that time out. Otherwise, you're just going to burn out. You're absolutely just going to burn out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a great piece of advice. Cause I think that in our hustle mentality of uh, the society, everyone's like hustle, hustle. And, and yeah, for sure you have to, and it's, you know, at different points and to get your business off the ground, but there's also a time and place for just being in your thoughts and taking a step back, like you said. Yeah. So that's a really great point. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's about, you know, that endurance. I mean, if you, you're running a marathon, not a race yeah. when it comes to career and when it comes to building a business. And, you know, so you've got to take those moments to pause, to refresh in yourself and don't feel guilty. I think too many times we feel so guilty or when we are feeling down, we are so hard on ourselves. Like, you're not allowed to feel down. You've got to be motivated. No, heck yes. You can have a bad day. You can look in the mirror and say, gosh, I'm such a fave. You can you can do all of that as long as you don't stay there, right? As yes. long as you bounce back up, as long as you rest, but you get back up. It's not okay to rest and stay resting and stay resting. It's not okay to ridicule yourself all the time, but allow yourself to feel. It's in a very emotional journey. It's very emotional, as you know. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And yeah, as you said, it's also it really applies to everyone, no matter what you're going through in life, what you're working towards. Even if you yeah. don't have your own business, it's it's the same the same mindset, the same mentality, the same strategy applies, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No matter what you're doing. Stay at home mom, even, you know, I yeah. I salute, salute, because I've got a little girl, she's seven years old, and gosh, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's harder than well, it is harder than the business at times. And you've just got to again just rest and know that you're doing your best 
I think, you know what, when I was younger, I was so hard on myself all the time that now I do things and I, I take a moment, even if it's a proposal or a presentation, I take a moment and I say, Nats, have you done your best here? And I say, I have, and then I'm okay. So if it's a no, if it's a yes, great. If it's a no, it's okay. I feel like I've done my best. And that's just the most important thing that we need to hold on to. We're not perfect. We're far from perfect. But as long as we give it our all, then we're okay. For sure. I love that. Yeah, that's so, so important. And as a mom, you mentioned you have a daughter. So as a mom, how has this kind of like affected the way that you parent, you know, the whole female empowerment and, and just lessons that you've learned? Well, now it's important because I've got one of the most important people in my life watching me, right? And they say the most important person in your life is the same sex. Um, you're the most important role model in your life is your same sex parent. So I've got a little girl who I absolutely love that watches everything that I do. So it makes everything a lot more real, but it gives it so much more purpose, you know? Like when I go on TV, I've got a little thing that I go, my, do my tea for Tuscany. Her name is Tuscany. So all these little subliminal messages. And when something's out there, I'll show her a video and I'll say, look here, baby girl. Um, and I'm like, that's your mom. So, uh, you know, she looks up to me, but she's also wild. And I said to her one day, it's so funny. I said, Tuscany, do you want to run Natalie Mills one day? Do you want to be the boss? She's says no I said why she said we're gonna have to change the name to Tuscany Mills um, and not think about it so I said my baby girl we will change that name keep that attitude with you for the rest of your life so I think she's got a little bit of me in her which is gonna which is gonna keep me busy but it's good <laughs> that's awesome she sounds adorable yeah beautiful 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 inside and out you know that's the, her heart is the most important Oh my gosh. That's so true. Yes. Yes. And I think that sometimes we, we forget about that, you know, yeah. your intentions so much more important than what's on the outside. And that's why, you know, with our brand, we call it Mackie Mills and um, jewelry and accessories with the culture of kindness, because we really believe like one thing I always say is a kind act today can change the world in the most beautiful way. And I truly believe that kindness can transform anything um can change somebody's day a smile at the robot a, whatever we do and they don't have to be major acts people always put this magnoscope oh what big kind thing i can do no you could go and smile at somebody at the you know at the robot you could grab somebody's groceries and walk it to the car you can just say hey you look so pretty today it just has got so much power to transform anything and that's why our message of kindness our merchandise is the bridge that takes it across to share our story. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It's your brand story. That's really the most powerful It impacts yeah. you and it impacts everyone around you. Yeah. And when people buy into a brand and the story, they want to know that they buy into something that's of value. You know, it's so important that I support this company because this is what their culture is. This is what they do. So People get too intertwined on the merchandise and the, I mean, of course it's important, but who is the company and what do you stand for is just as important. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So let me ask you the question that I ask everyone, which is what is something that you hope the next generation of women won't have to struggle with? What I hope they don't have to struggle with, and that's inequality. I think that we are absolutely equal, if not better. I'm biased, but <laughs> I think that when we are in a meeting with a bunch of, you know, with the opposite sex, that we are heard, 
that people listen and that they acknowledge and they respect that we do know what we're talking about. I think that there should be a lot of equality in the pay, equality in the respect and equality in, you know, ideas and time. I really hope that that's what the next generation do, but I'm so optimistic that that's exactly where it's going. One thing I do want to mention is my mentors that I grew up with, um, they were all male, but they were the most incredible men. They were absolutely patient with me and they taught me, but I think I was so passionate and eager to learn. So I was very, very fortunate, but I have a lot of times come across a boardroom filled with men. Funny enough, I was in one of the Dallas meetings with the top CEOs. I was the only female. They were, they were, they were, they were a great, incredible bunch of men. But in other instances, I have come across men and I have felt like, do they think I know what I'm talking about? Or, you know, so I just hope that there's a lot more equality in a lot of places because women have got superpowers and even our minds are wired differently. We can multitask. So we've yeah, got so yeah. much more value. So let's highlight that value and not kind of push it to the side. Love it. Love it. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Natalie, for joining Thank me. Thank you. Today. This was fun. Thank you so much for having me. That's all for tonight. Thanks so much for listening. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Carmela Cosmetics. That's Carmela with a K. And on our website, CarmelaCosmetics.com. If there's a woman in your life whose story needs to be heard, send me a message to let me know who she is and why she means so much to you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know your thoughts. We want you to feel heard. 